Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Uh, joining me tonight is Justin Bosch. Justin, what's up, man? Not much. How are you doing, Steve? Pretty good. Um, felt like we were kind of talking about offline. I've got a busy week ahead of me, so it is Monday, uh, March 2nd, and um, I'm kind of like last week, really grateful that I'm getting to talk and kind of cover um, these tournaments that happened um, yeah, it was a busy weekend of tournaments. Yeah, so um, let's just dive right in, man. So what um, what, what was what, what was this tournament? And, and um, just give me like the so bare this was basics a, here. This is a tournament held by Kyle Roth, who is uh, the captain of Bulls. Um, and it was basically billed as like a pre-premier uh, tournament, like a kickoff, everyone get ready for the season tournament. And it was, it was pretty awesome because I think we had – 12 trainer, 12 teams that came not everyone's full team was there but i would say the majority of the teams had their full team and it was a, a really good representation of the east to start off the season yeah kyle roth so um had i had i had more time and probably planned this better i would absolutely have reached out to him just to kind of get a new voice on here in addition to exactly. yours and just get his his input but for the sake of just, you know, make sure we're talking about it. Um, that, that's why in case anybody's wondering like, well, why isn't Kyle on here? But, um, definitely want to have him on in the future. So, so he's some bulls, um, definitely know him on Facebook. I don't think I met him in person, but, um, would, would it, is it fair to say that this is like a tune-up term? I know that was the name of the, uh, the NDI one, but is that kind of how you saw it? Uh, it's definitely a two. I mean, he labeled it as like a six V six tournament, but it was definitely a tune-up tournament and, and everyone sort of showed up because I think because of that. Gotcha. So, I mean, we had from the East, we had Anarchy, who never, who pretty much never comes to the East Coast tournaments just because they're Boston based. It's pretty far from the come. And then Billy was on the West Coast and Joe's on the West Coast. So it's, you know, it's hard for them to get out for a, just a, a, a local tournament. Right. But they showed up um, Anarchy, Arkham, Goat, the new Shred team was there, Bowles was there. Um, yeah, I want to ask about some other blanking on some other names but there was 12 total teams and it was a pretty good res- representation and uh oh zero the new zero team was there yeah it was really great how did uh one of the questions i want to ask you out of the gates uh, now that i know that they were there shred how'd they do they didn't do as well as i think they would have liked to you know they didn't place top th- they didn't place top three i think they may have come to fourth or fifth huh. um Anarchy actually lost in the first round of the playoffs, which was the big upset. Um, but we were doing double elimination and they fought their way back all the way through the losers bracket, all the way to the finals. Um, and we actually knocked shred out in the semis of winners bracket. And then uh, shred lost right again, then to anarchy and so- anarchy knocked shred out of the playoffs. That's interesting. So did Anarchy take it all? Did they win? Anarchy ended up beating us in the finals. And you guys took second, right? Obviously. Yeah, we took second. Looking at your post here. Um, dang. That's w- with Billy and uh, like the full. It was, I mean, just to show Anarchy's dominance, it was Anarchy beat everyone with five people. Wow. Uh, so it was Billy, Armando, uh, Casey, Mikey, and Brandon. They were missing uh, Caterino and Joe. And they still managed to take it. And I think Joe didn't come because he was running Tyler's tournament. Yep. And Bowles came in third. That's cool. Um, so, and this this was eight point five, right? It was was it just one division? 
Uh, we did two divisions, but the the venue that uh, he had rented out was only from uh, nine to to seven, and he ran a full round robin for eight point five, and we just didn't basically have time for no sting. Right. We ended up basically just doing a no sting playoff where he just randomly randomly seated everybody, and we just basically played like three rounds of 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 no sting and anarchy ended up winning that as well Jeez. so the no sting was kind of like okay just for fun the real tournament was 8.5 just because of time basically i mean i think uh, you know going into it, it was supposed to be both but it just timing wise just ended up having to be that way gotcha That's and so cool. anarchy beat uh arkham beat arkham in the no sting final let's cool that there's um still pretty strong showing an interest for 8.5 and we we're always talking about like how it's dying but then uh 12 teams uh for this one tournament's kind of not bad i would say the east coast is much more of an 8.5 uh heavy league than they are in those things right. definitely i mean people were like basically was we're like i don't really want to play no sting i mean admittedly they had just played a bunch of 8.5 right but i would say more people were up for the 8.5 than they were the no sting huh. And that just shows, I guess, the difference between the West and the East. Yeah, how, how, yeah. I want to say I don't know, I don't want to say how the tables have turned, but because I, I I'm assuming you guys had been rooted in 8.5 as well uh, as long as mm -hmm. the West has. So mm -hmm. totally, that's crazy. And I know the foam. I know that I mean people were talking about because round two is foam cloth here in the East, and uh, it didn't seem like people were like that excited about it. Like some people aren't showing up. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I was really bummed when the Tempe round we we got foam and cloth. I was like, oh, cool, we get the the one that doesn't count. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to watch what I say, but I'm I'm like <laughs> well, we get we get the crap round. I'm sorry, like that's that's I, just how I feel. Yeah, well, we get the exact same thing. We get the Brooklyn round. The you know New York City one is the same thing. Yeah, the foam cloth one. I mean, foam's fine. I'm I'm just really lightning cloth. Just like just exactly how I was like two years ago with being anti-foam I'm, I'm the same with cloth now like i've i've yeah. accepted foam it's fun it's great uh, i don't mind playing it but then now we're just introducing another ball it's like god it's gotta stop i know it's, uh, it's like can we just pick one and just stick with it yeah and then like you we always have these arguments of like oh well why aren't we in the olympics and we can't agree on a rule set um and mm -hmm. we get close and like hey you know what just for fun here's another ball because yeah with a totally different rule set yeah that's I mean, maybe 10 years from now, we'll be like, oh, yeah, we were fools to question it. That was the way to go. But right now, it's just like, yeah. It's hard to see that the uh, forest, the trees or whatever that thing is. That's funny, man. I've been saying that like I've been saying that saying a lot in the last couple of days uh, for completely different reasons. But um, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> probably right. I mean, higher level people are making these calls and they, they obviously know more than than what I do. So we'll yeah. just chalk up to that. But um, going back to the actual tournament. So. Pretty impressive that Anarchy showed up, took it with uh, one one player down, um, and then it's good to see Arkham's there. Shred, um, you're saying that you don't feel like they played as well as they would have liked. You think it was just because they were getting used to playing? Or? So I think a little bit of it was getting used to each other. They they were missing both. They played with six, but they picked up a sub the day of because Frankie couldn't play because he was having knee issues. Okay. Um, and then Kyle. Uh, Kyle Sanders, who lives now in Florida, didn't want to come up for this tournament. So, you know, they're missing one of their best arms and are, I would argue the person who's probably the biggest leader in terms of strategy on their team in Frankie. Right. Frankie was there talking them through strategy, but I think they really struggled with like placement on, on port. You know, Matt and Jeff were both playing 
on the right side together. Dylan and Quan were playing left side. I just think they didn't really have a total, everything totally figured out. And that's just something that, you know, they're going to work through. You know, the difference is you watch Anarchy and they are a weld oriled machine. Instantly you watch them. They're communicating instantly. They know who's exactly throwing. They approach the line together. They, you sort of forget, I mean, at least I forgot just how well buttoned up they are and how everyone knows exactly where they are in, in the line, in the pecking order, who's supposed to do what and everything. Yeah. No, they, they are, you know, it goes back to your military background of everyone knows their roles. Yeah. Know your job. And I've, I've been stressing that constantly with, with uh, my team Ronan. We'll see if we, if we get it. I, I I'm imagining it's going to take some time um, because, you know, concept versus application, but you look at a team like Anarchy, which has been together for a while, and I agree, man. Like just facing off against them, it's enough to oh man, we got we got Billy to worry about. But at the same time, as you said, everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows their job, and they they'll mop you up so fast if you uh, if you let them. And that's just the difference between you know a team that's been there for a while, has its synergy down, and um, a new team like Shred, where you know it may take a couple rounds for them to figure it out. But uh, I imagine we'll be talking about them uh, in the in the coming rounds. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at your uh, your goat photo, and I could not help but notice that Spencer is there. Um, is he back, or is he just well? What's if, he doing? If you look at the picture, you can notice he's he's the only one not wearing a jersey. Yeah, he's not back, but he uh, you know as a good teammate, he wanted to come and support the team. Oh, um, so he came out and he watched the whole tournament and supported us throughout the whole day. And play, um, and play with the which slinky. Was great to have him out there. But I think he's basically out for the whole year. Still. He, uh, so he, you know, before nationals, he he did some sort of damage to his knees. He did a giant block and fell direct. You know, he jumped, blocked, and landed directly on his knees. Oh man! And they thought it was just going to be cartilage issues. And then he just happened to be walking down the street, and his kneecap dislocated. Oh. Um, and so he had to go get surgery. And so he's just in the middle of PT now. So he's probably going to be out till. I mean, maybe he's like ready to go for nationals, but I don't think he wants to press it yeah no especially with uh if you're young and you and it's like yeah just just don't it's never worth it um exactly unless we're gonna make millions of dollars and maybe but but even then like no um that's yeah. wise well dang exactly. well, that's, a, that's, that's a bummer but i mean good on him to still kind of show up and and support the team and uh bring i guess a slinky and just be good old. yeah Spencer. i think he, i think he might have won that at the arcade <laughs> nice of, of course he's got to win something yeah if Spencer's going to do anything, he's going to find an arcade somewhere. Yeah, go figure. Um, so I'm looking at, obviously I recognize you and, and Edgar. Um, I see Tyrell Hayes. So some roster changes. I don't know if we covered these last episode, but how did, how did this, uh, yeah, yeah. how'd they go? I sort of kept it. I didn't, I, you know, I talked about everyone else's roster, but my own. Uh, our whole goal going into the season was just trying to get younger and more athletic. And I think that's what everyone saw from Goat this week. And it's the thing that made... I felt like we had, you know, one of the more athletic rosters out there right. you know, besides Fred Edgar and myself. Um, those kids are just, they're super hard to hit. They're super shifty. And the one thing that a lot of them have never had is they just have never really had teammates. Um, you know, Dean and Tyrell had played on Mount Olympus together and they just, it was always on them to carry everything. And I think that burden was starting to get on them. Right. Um, Tyrell, uh, Ty Frazier, same thing. He was playing with Taken last year. He just sort of always felt like he was the first target. 
Um, and Tom are the same is also the same way, you know, and, and now we bring them all together with us and uh, with Narcisse and just start to teach them how to play dodgeball nice. and things. They, those kids were picking stuff up really quickly and it's nice to have people who want to listen and want to play dodgeball correctly. That's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, if you are single dad, if you're like, um, I guess like, I don't want to say like the best player on your team, but if you're constantly spending time in the queue, it's like, what, what am I even doing? You don't really get a chance to like grow and develop and, and, and hone your skill, uh, versus being on a team that has some kind of structure and, and experience to kind of apply that to. So I'm really curious no, to see I, like how these guys are going to do now. Yeah, I agree. And I think they, you know, those two, those guys definitely felt like they just, they had to go for their outs early. They had to make plays they probably shouldn't do, but they just felt like if they didn't, the team had no chance to win. You know, they throw snipes that they probably shouldn't. Yep. And now they're, you know, they're just focusing on, on protecting themselves and being part of a team. And it, it was great to play with them. That's cool. Yeah. I got some parallels with, uh, with my guys, uh, taking some of the guys from smash. Um, mm-hmm. we're talking about that same thing. Like so-and-so, uh, would often out of, I don't want to say out of desperation, but, but kind of, I guess out of this, yeah, maybe that's the right way to put it. Out of desperation would, would make some moves that they didn't necessarily have to do and they would get out as a result, but hopefully we can give them enough breathing room to, to not do that. And, uh, as you said, contribute as a team versus as an individual just trying to survive. So definitely. That's and cool. that's the thing you definitely see from all the top level teams, you know, whether it's heat or rise or anarchy or whoever, it's just that, you know, six people working as one, is just so much harder to beat. And uh, it's definitely something that we, you know, watching Anarchy uh, this weekend and then also, you know, playing them twice in finals and then beating us, you know, we just, you can't give them ball control. You can't let them get on that front line. You can't let them get on the front foot. And if they do, they just press their thumb down on you. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're just, you know, Edgar and I started watching tons of footage yesterday and the day before, basically right after we got back trying to figure out how to beat them that's cool right, we got to do like a a mini set on just like how to watch footage and and how to how to make it beneficial you know because it's it's one thing just like watch dodgeball like oh this is really cool check this out or watch this sweet move but to be able to break it down and dissect it and you know actually mm-hmm. come away with um stuff to to bring to the court or the next practice so it um, was uh it was weirdly one of the things that i was like most excited when i when we brought tyrell and, and dean on the team and uh I talked to them and I said, do you guys watch footage? And they said, no, never. And I was like, in a weird way, I was sort of excited that they never watched footage because I, I just knew how much better they could get because of it. Right. Um, and it was, it just made me more excited. And, you know, first thing Tyrell said to me when we got to the tournament, he's like, Oh, I've been watching every player you told me to watch. I totally see what you're saying. Saying, I totally understand what you mean. And that, that made me really excited. That'll make you dangerous. If you're willing to learn, um, Mm -hmm. you're going to get an edge over a lot of people. Yeah, and these kids are going to be good, and they're hungry. They want, they really want to get better. Nice, that's and, cool, man. And we also, you know, we we also picked up Sam Jones from Anner from uh, Team Awesome. So I think that also will up our athleticism as well. It's just one more person to add to our team that wasn't there this weekend. Nice. So, would um, I guess it's like it's it's almost fair to say like yeah, this tournament definitely helped uh, tune up the teams, um, especially with some of these rosters that didn't have like their full 
full range of players. I'm really curious to see like how um, you know Shred's gonna look. I'm curious to see like what you guys are gonna look like come full force and what round one's gonna gonna hold. Um, this probably isn't really something that you could add or answer, but I'll throw it out there anyway. D- did you know if uh, do you know if USA Dodgeball had any involvement in this at all? Uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't have any involvement. I mean, I know Frankie was there, who's the the East Coast uh, representative or or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that. USA Dodgeball had nothing to do with this. Gotcha. Like an independently run type thing. Yeah. There's there's two people here on the East Coast who, who are pretty consistently running tournaments between Kyle Roth and Abdul Saeed. Uh, but Abdul, I know, is involved with USA Dodgeball. I'm not sure what his role is. Right. But he runs these tournaments sort of independently of USA Dodgeball. Yeah, I remember um, Abdul was saying, I think they're like – he's like in direct competition with Kyle, like who can outdo the other or something like that. And in his uh, recap with the, um, the, uh, the random draw or not the random draw, the, um, the draft turn, the draft I keep saying random draw. I know it's draft. Dang it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm totally happy if they're going to be in competition and keep running tournaments because it just right, makes yeah. more tournaments for us in the East. Benefits the players. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's like friendly competition, not cutthroat and deal nonsense, but, uh, no, 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 not that. Yeah. For friendly sure. competition. Absolutely. Um, are there any players um, aside from some ones that we might have mentioned that we might want to look out for come round one that we haven't talked about that came? There was a there's a young kid who who came out of New Jersey and is, is friends with with Tyrell and Dean and Tyree uh, Tyree Frazier and Abdul and I'm pretty sure he practices with these kids at UD. Uh, they all play out of a Sky Zone park mm-hmm. somewhere in South in Mount uh, in Jersey. There's a young kid named Cole who I think is going to be he, you know, he's like 16 or 17 years old. Oh my god! And it's one of those kids where you can just sort of see they they've got talent. It's just whether they put it all together. Um, and I think he's playing with Taken this year. Um, so it's gonna be exciting to see how he does. Man, how awesome would Again, it be to come in at 16 years old to what we have now? I know. It must be nice. Again, he's a kid who plays, you know, no sting. So 8.5 isn't his natural ball. Right. You could see he sort of felt a little bit more comfortable when he played the no sting tournament. You know, yeah. he's taking the ball a little bit more often, throwing. Just looked like he moved a little better once he had that ball in his hand. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, you just feel more comfortable being at home with that ball. For sure. I bet he's got plenty of time to, to adapt and, and get better at all the balls exactly. now. To well, maybe include gonna, cloth. He's also going to grow into all these balls. Yeah, I was I said that. I was like, I just walked into a possible mm-hmm. anyone out there. Uh, when I see and hear about these new kids coming in, man, it just it makes me interest that much closer to like considering a, a senior league of just like okay, forty and above. Just when I get there, I know. Once you get there, we got to start a forty-year-old league. I think I think that's the next step, man. Like I I talked to like Jim and Tim, and you, you can tell it's gonna be really hard giving this up. But at the same time, it's like. But at the same time, do you really want to be playing against seventeen, eighteen-year-old killers when? You know the the range, and I don't know what the word is. The the average is you know, like conventional sports. You know, twenty two to what do they consider old in football now? Like twenty eight. Like if you're playing by thirty, you're like an old man. I don't know. I get real upset when I start thinking about that. Like a kid like Cole, who's sixteen or seventeen years closer closer in age to my son than I am to him. That's when I start feeling old. Yeah, I've been playing dodgeball longer than Cole has been alive on this earth. So exactly. Dang. Well, I'm gonna stop talking about my oldness right now. But, uh, <laughs> I will definitely reach out to you if uh, we do this 40, 40 year olds, 40 year old and above uh, silver league. I don't know what we'll call it, but uh, yeah, the silver Fox league. Yeah. We have to do that. Um, 
So Cole, anybody else come to mind? Um, I mean, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a lot of good young players coming up. Um, the the Anarchy, I mean, the Arkham kids, all guys, all played really well. They played so well as a team. They made some great catches. Um, Is Josh Ty still playing? Josh Ty was there. Awesome. They were missing two of their members, but they had, uh, I think they had five of current Arkham members, and then they have another player who plays for Bloom, who comes out of the, the same league that they play in here in the city. Okay. So he totally knows their style of play and plays within their system. Um, the Clutch kids were there, although they were missing one or two members. So Chris DeJesus was there, and um, one of the Baker brothers, and TJ Jefferson. So that was nice to see them. And those kids always make great catches, and they're are really smart players as well. Nice. Um, and then, you know, I've, you know, on our last podcast, I'm just super high on Quan and Dylan who are on shred, you know, to go along with Matt and Jeff. Um, and Quan made some great throws and Dylan made, I probably think Dylan made probably the best catch I saw of the day, which was, you know, he's pressed up the line. Someone threw it high towards his head and he, he reached up high, caught it, and fell flat back on his back. It was a pretty awesome catch. Uh, and he's just an, an awesome end game player. He plays so smart at the end. I feel like every time he's at the end of the game, he's going to make a catch to bring someone back in. Nice. And, he's one of those and did guys. even against us in uh, in the semis. He made a great catch on the three on one. Made a catch, brought someone in to make a two two, and luckily, you know, uh, our young kids clutched it out with with. Uh, Rel and Dean just clutched it out against them, which was great to see also. Good stuff. Yeah, I imagine it's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably be seeing more about that too. And just, you know, I'll hear these names more as we go into uh, round one recap and round two went on all the some secret rounds. And then uh, this guy, Dylan, I don't suppose you know his last name? Dylan, uh, Dylan Cruz and Quan, who are playing Dylan for, Cruz, uh, that's right, playing for Shred. That's gonna be crazy when they get, uh, when Kyle joins the ranks. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be nuts. Um, I'm excited, man. Round road sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and it's just around the corner. Yeah, but this weekend, right? This coming weekend? Uh, three weeks away, March okay. 21st. Who's uh, who's the seventh and eighth? Right, I think it's three weeks away. Yeah, well, we're two weeks away from West, so that's gonna be exciting. Um, Where is your guys' first round? San Diego. Oh, so easy for you. Yep, just a quick five-hour drive, and and then we're there. So. Nice. Plus, it's San Diego, which is like my one of my favorite cities. But that'll be a big time. Have you guys gotten your new jerseys? They will be arriving uh, Friday, I believe. So, Have you announced your new team name? Yeah, Ronin. I think uh, Ronin. I think I think we announced that during the the shakeups episode, and definitely use it a few times uh, talking to Eli, and and it's out there. Um, we're not we're not trying okay. to be super secretive, but um, yeah, we'll see how that is. I actually had a, a dream couple nights ago that we were playing round one and just looking at everybody all decked out in their nice little jerseys i'm like oh this is, this is pretty cool i miss this yeah um, it's kind of so, like christmas when you get a new package of jerseys it is it's, it's like i don't know like it's like christmas and you get the anticipation of like okay we're we're, we're going to the gym now we're going to play now like like mm-hmm. my god the wait has been so long and terrible i it's know over. it's awesome um yeah that's kind of how last weekend felt it was like except for the fact that uh i think for the first time in my entire life I overslept and I was driving and uh, 
I was two hours late to pick everyone up. So we ended up being like an hour late to the gym, Oh man! which has never happened ever. And to the point where Edgar and Alfred, who I was driving and Spencer were worried that I'd been in a car crash on, on that way to pick them up. They weren't concerned that I was late. They were more concerned that I was injured. That's which, funny. I mean, in retrospect, funny. it's pretty funny, but yeah, at the, time I was, I was, at the time I was pretty pissed off. I mean, it's kind of cool that you set like this expectation, like you're always on time. So if you're not there, something must have happened. Like, yeah, because most people are like, oh, yeah, that, that jerk's probably still asleep or hungover or, or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you um, you kind of mentioned it's like film. I just want to get into this real briefly, just since, since you're from your perspective. But what uh, yeah. what are you going back home with? Like, what are, what are you going to tell your guys to get ready for round for, for round one? Um, so, you know, a lot of things we're going to talk about. Uh, are individual things for who are going to play like, on how we're going to play certain teams, but then just general notes. Uh, what Edgar and I like to do is we like to have everyone sort of say, what do you think individually you need to work on? And what do you think we need to work as a team? Um, and then, you know, Edgar and I have already talked about a lot of that stuff already. So we'd like to see if they mention those things in their notes, um, which is just an easier way to bring things up. But I would say the things that we need to work on are just a little bit more on our communication, which is understandable considering it's our first tournament playing together, um, being a little bit more uniform, whether that's approaching the line altogether and not scattered, um, having a little bit more con- uh, connectivity on our fakes so that all our fakes are all going at the same time. Just a lot of that stuff. And also just being just having that one singular voice on on the court so that everyone understands who's making the call and where we're throwing and how we're throwing it. Makes I think sense. those are the big things we want to work on. Yeah. It's a, uh, so it's like, it's one thing to like, okay, this is how we're going to approach this team. So we're going to approach that team, but working on like some of the, like the more subtle, but really impactful things like working on fakes, like those, mm-hmm. those really uh, change how somebody's going to attack you um, and, and knowing who's going to do that, who's pump faking or who's going to, come out of left field and, you know, really sell that throw. Um, all those little things make, make such a huge difference. It's the thing you notice the most when you watch Anarchy or when you play Anarchy. It's just, you know that Billy or Mikey are most likely going to throw, but they are all consistently faking at the same time. They approach the line together, and it's really, you know, it's an intimidation factor that they have because of it, that you just, it makes it makes you play in the back feet, you know, in your back feet. And, if you're playing on your back feet, you're going to lose. You have to be up and ready and faking and not let that other team do that to you. Yeah, especially, I mean, it's just enough to be like having Billy stare down at you, but like just knowing that, well, he may not actually throw it this whole time. We got to watch out for uh, mm-hmm. Zaps or, or um, Armando or any, or any number of players on that team. You're just like, well, crap. Like you just yeah. got to be 100% aware. Exactly. Um. I think that's all I have. Um, do you want to ask if you had any shout outs, just like either just from your own team, from what you saw, whoever helped organize the event? I, mean, I would shout out all the kids, all the guys on my team. I thought they played amazing, but I also think, uh, I thought, you know, Anarchy played amazing. And I thought there was moments where there was, a, you know, any, you know, uh, Sam Girardi made an amazing catch against us in playoffs where she, she got hit in the chest. It sort of bobbled, and then she dove and caught the catch. Nice. I know Kayla Jefferson made a huge catch against uh, against CJ. 
in, I believe, no sting playoffs, or maybe it was 8.5 playoffs. Um, there were just some great, you know, there's always great catches. I feel like catches are always the biggest things that you want to, that you, that you, that stand out to you. Tim Wells caught me pretty well in the face. That was, that's a standout for me. Freaking Tim Wells. I'm glad he's still playing. Um, actually, yeah, were the Tigers still out there? So Tim Wells has moved. He's on zero. Him and Tyler Alcantara moved to zero. Okay. And this was our first week of, this is the first tournament where we sort of saw the new team zero team, which is pretty much, I believe Alfred is the only member of zero that was on the team last year. I know TJ Manning, who was used to be on Davis is also still on zero, but he was not there this week. Right. Um, so he brought, so it's a, you know, relatively brand new team. And, you know, I think they placed fourth or fifth in round Robin. And I think they got fourth or fifth overall. So that's a great showing for a team that's never played together. First time they've been together, they played really well together. And that goes, goes a lot to Alfred because Alfred is just a really good team leader and, you know, loves talking strategy and, uh, on the car ride home, me, Alfred and Edgar drove home and it's a three and a half hour drive or three hour drive home. And we got back to the city and, uh, there wasn't one moment where we weren't talking about one, you know, some sort of strategy about how someone played somebody or how this was went on. You know, we didn't have the music on one minute. It was pretty amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Some people might roll their eyes, be like, Oh my God, give it a rest. But now I'm all about that. I can talk to Oswald for hours as I've demonstrated over the course of all these seasons. But, uh, and then I woke up to text messages from both of them, basically talking more about strategy. So nice. it just never ends. Uh, we got to, you got to let all that out somewhere. It's got to be recorded and, uh, yeah, exactly. For consumption. Um, yeah, we'll record our car ride home next time. You should, it, um, who it'll, knows? It'll we, just be a, a three hour pod. I'm, I'm sure people would find that pretty, pretty valuable. Maybe like the hardcore of the hardcore players, but, um, yeah, there's mm-hmm. just, I can't imagine like how much stuff goes on. Um, car ride, plane ride, um, home. I just like, you know, just the, um, debriefing just processing what happened and um well it's just fresh right there in your mind yeah, exactly for sure um i don't know if i'm going to do this uh moving forward i might um do you know austin deeks by any chance i don't know if i austin i don't think i know him okay so he's uh he's this guy out of um the south i guess i thought he was maybe i think he might have been from dynasty out to researching but he's been throwing up these hilarious like dad jokes so i'm just gonna end with this one uh latest one is news just in local police have acquired a thousand bees they're believed to be used as part of a sting operation it's <laughs> pretty good one yeah so I've, I've there's so many that are just like oh my god dude it's like stop but also continue um yeah because i used to do like the pizza versus taco like thing to, to yep. sign off i think this will be as long as Austin's willing to keep supplying these uh, these dank jokes, as as the kids say, uh, I might keep reading them. But yeah, Cat Cat Five, I think, is where he's known from. So that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. They love the memes. Yeah, who am I confusing him? I think I'm confusing him with uh oh Colin. Um, yeah, my bad. I'm I'm confusing him from somebody from uh, a Dynasty, which he is definitely not. Cat Five is Austin Deeks. So. Thank you, Facebook, creeping on people as we're talking. But, um, well, cool, man. Well, uh, I think that's all I have, really. I mean, I understand it's, you know, we, we kind of missed the opportunity to have Frankie on here to get a little bit more in depth, but we definitely will do that come round one for sure. Um, 
So that being said, I appreciate you hopping on. Love talking Dodger with you, but I think we'll just go ahead and end the interview there. All right, so that was a uh, brief recap of the East uh, 6v6 dodgeball tournament that took place on Saturday, uh, February 29th. And a huge thank you to uh, Justin Bosch for not only letting me know that this was actually happening, but pretty much getting on me to make sure that it was covered. Um, kind of had the same issue as I did last week where it was you know, a choice between the crush and um, the East tournament, the one that um, Abdul had done, um, the one that I keep saying random draw when it was draft. So being able to cover both is is awesome. It's definitely something I want to do. And the only way I can do that is if people kind of just hold me accountable and let me know that it's happening, but also volunteer to be a panelist. Um, Kyle, thank you so much for hosting this thing. Um, when I found out that you and Abdul had this like little rivalry between tournaments going on, um, you were immediately on my radar. I definitely want to have you on at some point and actually uh, be able to plan this thing a little bit more in the future. That way you can be part of the actual recap for the event that you hosted. So uh, with that all being said, um, I think that's all I have. So I'll just uh, go ahead and leave it at that and get on to the other recap that I have lined up. So if you're still listening, thank you so much for doing so. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Sweet, man. Well, thank you so much. And like I said, dude, I like being greedy. Thank you for uh, throwing this out there. Let me give me a chance no to cover it. Uh, I approached like two other people to talk to them about why they have zeros in front of their numbers. Um, they're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> uh, Jose from the East has it. And Billy Schmidt this weekend, who I didn't actually ask because Billy's terrifying. Uh, he was wearing zero one. And I was like, why does he have that stupid jersey number on? you know you completely like you made me question my existence i was like <laughs> he's right like what what did i ever get this idea like I, I let 2007 dodgeball ndl uniform guy completely change the way i saw sports numbers and it's so <laughs> i noticed he didn't put it in the podcast i was like i was sort of sad that you hadn't put it in i, I might put this part in just because it, it's at this point it's like I, i'm gonna every time i see zero eight now my old evil jersey i'm like how oh, you fool did you go with, are you just going with single eight? For oh the yeah, no, I, I fixed that crap right away. Yeah, I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm not doing that crap anymore. <laughs> Living this well, I'm life. glad I helped. Yeah, thank, I appreciate that, man. <laughs>